Mega Dad's Checkpoint is a mature rated podcast for mega parents only. So all you mega kids, go do a TikTok or something. This episode of Mega Dad's Checkpoint is brought to you by Idle Games, because inaction isn't just for governments anymore. everyone and welcome to mega dad's checkpoint the monthly time where we get the guys together or girls sometimes although i don't think we've had any girls on yet but that'll that'll change we, we get we get the folks on and talk about the video game world and and just kind of whatever else is on our mind once again joining us the fabulous or should i say the wondrous will <laughs> hello hello all the way you're you're in oklahoma right yeah <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't bring that up as as a as an an insult or or a, a vector for depression. But I mean, it's you like could. You, you, it, it I, mean, I, I mean, it, it's, it, it may be valid, but uh, but it's more like I I think as a Minnesotan, like many of the mega dads, uh, at least at least the founding the founding core, you're like the most southern person I know, and uh, but Oklahoma is like not quite southern. I mean, maybe I mean, not it, geographically, it, socially. It, yeah, in, in I would so, say in, we're quite southern indeed. Yes. <laughs> in some terrible ways, yes, it is. But yeah, it's it's it. It feels weird. But this time we are a crossroads, and they work really hard to make sure the worst of every region that crosses here is is really taken to heart. Uh, this month's sponsor, the Oklahoma Board of Tourism. Everyone, no, yeah, uh, we didn't need those six dollars. <laughs> We have a very special guest on, and and we were talking. I've known this guy for years, and we were talking and talking this week as we were getting ready for the show. And I, I told him I'm kicking myself that I didn't think to bring him on before now, uh, because he is he, he is in many ways a very a, almost a perfect guest. Because not only do, does he he's got one foot in the video game world and one foot in the gaming world at large. But he's also he's also uh, a dad of uh, of at least at least one child I believe. Yes, yeah, yeah. I have one uh, recently six year old. She's six years old now. Recently six year old. Okay, and that is that is the fabulous Ian Moss. How's it going, sir? Hi, how's it going? It's going great. Because I wasn't I wasn't asking a question that I immediately answered. I was I asked question and then answered your question just so we're just so we're clear. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. I'll edit it to make it sound make sense. Yeah. Make sense? Or, and then I'll edit that to make that sentence sound sense. I just can't talk. There is a gas leak in my basement. I think that's what this is. I just can't talk. It's going to be a mess. And since we're all discussing where we live, do you want to reveal where you live? Is, or is that is that still under wraps? Uh, no, I live I live in Texas now. Uh, I've, oh, I've, you're even more Southern. Yeah, yeah. We, we went past, we went through Oklahoma. And I get it. I understand <laughs> that board of tourism is really trying all they can, but it is not working. Um, it doesn't help. We're very that, like, central time zone, though. Yes, very central time zone. This worked out great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The the road to get to Texas from Oklahoma is like just you you enter Oklahoma and you can see the other side of Oklahoma. It is just a straight road with nothing on it. <laughs> so your time in Oklahoma is just spent <laughs> uh, trying not to fall asleep, really. Yeah, that's uh, that's I thirty five for you. I live I live in the uh, northeastern corner there. Uh, we have some hills you can't just see all the way across. Uh, but but the road is the road is absolutely just as abysmal in quality as I thirty five is, and you know, five feet across the border in any direction there is there is a there is a gas station that advertises liquor and an adult video store. Oh, great. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. And then on the Oklahoma side of every border, within those first five miles, is an Indian casino. Well, you know, yeah, it's kind of a one-stop it's shop, I guess. You know, it's sort of in a, in a, in a sort of sort of a radius one-stop shop, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Cover all your major vices. Right. That's right. It's good. So, Ian, before we get into the big question and all that, do you want to give a little background into what you do for a living? Because, frankly, I'm a little jealous, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, I get to work in a spreadsheet all day. 
uh, so jealous. <laughs> I know it's it's a it's a luxury. No, um, I I'm a game designer. You should see this man. You should see this man's Excel formulas. It's, <laughs> it's, it's outstanding. I'm awful. I'm terrible at Excel. I I should not be allowed in the program, but yet I spend a lot of my time in there. Uh, but no, it's because I uh, I use spreadsheets for what normal people don't, and that is I make uh, board games and tabletop RPGs for a living. I'm a game designer. And you work for, for Nerdvana Games. Yes. Uh, I'm a yep, full-time designer for Nerdvana Games. Um, our most recent game was Tiny Tina's Bunkers and Badasses, the RPG version of the in-universe parody version of D and D that they play in the Borderlands series. So, so the start for for people that maybe are unfamiliar with Borderlands or they don't remember all of the intricacies of all of all that. So, Bunkers and Badasses was something that was played in the game. In in, in it, was it introduced in two or was it? Did they wait, wait till it was three? in two? Yeah, it was it the was final okay. final DLC of Borderlands Two, which is Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. And in that, the characters of Borderlands 2 are playing Bunkers and Badasses with Tina as the Bunker Master, or BM for short. Gotta love that mature humor. So he really encapsulates everything you need to know in like that one sentence. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very curious about the, the process of this. because So they've got an in-world game that is, is very much a parody of of many existing other games and then you were tapped to make a real world version of this parody game but also that has to be good yes yes it was very important to uh to nirvana games and by association obviously the license holder which is gearbox that the game not just be some like a cash grab. Like they they actually wanted players who love the Borderlands series to have a game that they could like dive into. And they figured the easiest route for that would be the bunkers and badasses because you already have like the RPG roots and you can kind of put fantasy in it and you, you just you're starting off on a good foot. And but you still had a fair amount of like design leeway. It wasn't you weren't just kind of copying things you just you were able to design stuff and now with borderlands 3 we've got the tiny tina's dlc um whose name is escaping me it's like wonder there's a wonderland in there somewhere that's a standalone isn't it i don't think that's a dlc uh no it yes it is a standalone it is uh a, a full game which is tied just called tiny tina's wonderlands so how much did they steal from you um so the timeline of things gets a little weird in this in which case we were both kind of we were both kind of working on projects at the same time you know like writing and everything on their end was Mm -hmm. in flux and our design was constantly shifting and evolving and getting better and so there wasn't as much crossover as you would think um but that's just kind of the nature of how both tabletop rpg writing and both video game writing happens a lot can change in a day, really. Is this is the kind of the the, uh, the the phrase to use for that? But we do have like their logo for bunkers and badasses is our bunkers and badasses logo. It's exactly the same. And like when I saw it the for the first time when like making a character in that game, I was like, I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> this this is actually happening. Yeah. So were were you in 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 conference with each other like were you were you trading notes back and forth or were you just kind of like we're going to do these two things kind of parallel and see where they meet up uh, most of the time when it comes to license things there sometimes you're working with the company pretty heavily and other times you have gotten the license and it's on you to kind of get it right you know uh Mm. some some games will just be like you have the license to do this and then eventually you bring everything back for approval and that's when they would tell you like well you can't have this in the game this doesn't line up with our story or anything um but gearbox was very open about this whole process with us and we we worked with them as much as we could on but our game is pretty much set in the timeline of when that borderlands 2 dlc is happening so everything around us is kind of before Tiny Tina's Wonderlands would happen anyway. Okay. Okay. Because I, I imagine, because the video game world, video game development world is notoriously secretive and protective of everything. 
And so, like, I, I was very curious, like, how much they would divulge to you about what their plans were or, or things that they've got, you know, cooking and how you could integrate it into that. But it sounds like they were just like, what, what is out is what you got. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were happy. We had a, a, some, we had plenty of resources to, to pull from already that like their future plans and stuff weren't really anything that we needed to kind of do our jobs, I guess. Gotcha. Well, that leads me into my big question where we try to answer at least some, you know, mind shattering quandary of the world. This time, since we're talking about, you know, RPGs and, and tabletop and all of that, I want to uh, I want to have you guys if, if you if you had to make a character in, in any system, doesn't matter the system, the system isn't important. Uh, but if you had to make a character of yourself as a human person. What would your class and dump stat be? <laughs> oh, and we're gonna we're gonna have. Well, let's have Will go first. Oh, great! Because, be first. Okay, be, because I like torturing him. <laughs> I enjoy torturing him. Okay, let's see. Um, uh, class. God, I I don't know. Um, as much as I would like to say something cool, like a wizard or a sorcerer or something it's probably it's probably a bard or something like that something fairly mundane i should probably i should probably should have started with this i haven't actually gotten to play a tabletop game <laughs> i don't have enough friends for that sort of behavior <laughs> i even have i've got i've got a set of dice i'm like ready to go but but I just don't belong to the right circles oh that's how you know you are um, playing a tabletop game you said i have a set of dice <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah, that is that's true. <laughs> look, if so, look if someone gets me into a group, I'll buy a celebratory second set. Well, here's the thing: as we mentioned, thirty-five is what binds the three of us. So <laughs> you know, and and Oklahoma's sort of in the middle. So you know, do you want to just all hang? You know, Ian, you want to just meet up at Will's house? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll try and stay Sweet. awake throughout through Oklahoma as much as I can. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And and for dumps uh, and for dump stat? Yeah. Yeah, dump stat. Uh, let's see. It's probably it it's probably wisdom. I'm smart, but I don't have a ton of common sense to me. I, like I know it. a lot of useless things. So I think wisdom is probably the dump stat where I don't necessarily have appropriate applications for all those things. And that's if I understand the system correctly. There you go. I, yeah, I, th I think you understand the basics there. Hooray. Ian, Ian what about you? Yeah, I was going to say, one thing that all of, like, like almost every D&D character that I ever make has in common is high intelligence, low wisdom. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the right way to go. Like, I, I, I know that there's a trap, but I'm not smart enough to be like, I shouldn't step on this. Like, I'm usually just like, oh, he's like, it's fine. I know it's a mm -hmm. trap, therefore it cannot hurt me. <laughs> like, there's a trap in the middle of the floor, but God help me, I just don't see a way around yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I need on the other side. Um, as far as the class, I do think uh, wizards being, they just read a book and they do magic that way seems very very close to uh what i do which is i i write a rule book and then everyone has questions on the forums because <laughs> again sure. high intelligence low wisdom they'd be like oh i don't no one's yeah. gonna run into this yeah. issue everyone runs into that issue i, I think that works and, and and knowing you like i do you, you have a lot of piercings and and if we're playing old rules metal interferes with spell casting so that's why I haven't been able to do any in a while. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that. that, that yeah, it's all coming together. It's all coming <laughs> good. For for me, for me personally, I think class wise, it's so it's so tough because I mean, part of me wants to go wizard for the reasons that Ian pointed out. Uh, part of me wants to go sorcerer, just because I I don't actually study that much. I just kind of rely on my innate abilities. But I'm very low level, and like I never learned how to do anything. Oh my god, can I change my answer? That sounds better. There you go. There you go. That sounds that sounds that's a me that's a me class, there, I think. There you go. There you go. And and my dumb stat is absolutely dexterity. I, I I am I 
I like to think I move like a crocodile in the sense that I'm good in very short distances in a straight line. Anything beyond that, I'm terrible. And you can bite down really, really hard. I've, I've been known. I've been known to, to 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 chomp on occasion. You know, I, I ain't gonna. My bite strength is 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 decent. It's one of my family traits. It works out. That went to a weird place, but that's fine. That's how this segment usually goes. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, we've got a lot, actually. Uh, been, you guys have been busy, um, and I want to talk since I since I already I, I dumped on Will to begin with. We're gonna we're gonna switch it up. We're gonna go to to Ian first because we've mentioned Wonderlands. I'm assuming that's Tiny Tina Wonderlands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then then you've got a couple games that I've never heard of. Uh, so Power Chord, I should have done what uh, what Will did and just mentioned that it's a demo, is on uh, Steam as a demo right now. It will be out later. It is a uh, roguelike deck builder similar to like Slay the Spire or Grifflands or in, any of those that you may have played before um, or Will has played recently. As it's uh... <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. Um, but instead, you are this sort of like fantasy rock band. Um, oh my god! Each of you have four characters instead of just your one hero, like you would normally have if you were playing like Slay the Spire. Each character has their own cards in your deck, and when you get new cards, they're for that character. So, like when you play a card, it's that character doing that thing. So. And you're fighting, like, demons and stuff, which is awesome. Like, great. Um, so it kind of feels like this, like, hyper, like, Battle of the Bands, like, uh, but to the, this is Spinal Tap 11 level. Um, I started looking into it. Yeah, I'm downloading. Yeah, I started looking yeah, into it. Yeah, I'm downloading it. it I'm downloading this demo right now. I, yeah, I, just yeah, saw, I saw the logo, and I was like, all right, that looks pretty cool. Maybe I'll check it out. And they had, like, a, a dev diary. And one of the art, one of the artists, the lead artist for the game was talking about their like art influences. And they were saying names like Wes Craig and uh, Sean Gordon Murphy and uh, Matteo Scalara, who have like done some of my favorite comic books in like the past 10 years. And I was like, well, this is awesome. And then they were talking about like the soundtrack and they were saying like, well, we're really inspired by like stoner rock bands like Red Fang and Mastodon. And I was like, I'm, I, ha- I have to get this game. I have to play it. I've played through the demo, I think six times now. <laughs> um, just because it, it takes you all the way up to where you like to, to get to the first boss, like the end of act one, if this were Slay the Spire. Um, and so you like, and you fight all the way through that boss and then the demo ends uh and then it's just i'm i need it and so i go back in and i start over and i I start playing again um (laughs) i cannot wait for the actual game to be out i i've been loving it i I think it's great i think it's like someone pulled threads from my brain and wound them together into a game experience that was made for me it does have a very not to typecast you too much but does have also have a very um borderlandsy kind of vibe in terms of the art (laughs) Yeah, yeah that's true When I saw this on the list, I was kind of, I guess I was kind of assuming it'd be a rhythm game, which I was also excited about. But this is also very, very good as far as lining up with my taste goes. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm a sucker for these Slay the Spires. Like I talked about Griftlands last episode and yeah, I'm I'm such a sucker for these kind of games. So I'm God awful (laughs) at them, but I'm I'm a sucker. Yeah. One of the cool things and like the challenging things is like you have four characters. If one of them dies all of those cards are just like out of your deck because they can't, they can't use the, they can't do the thing. They're not there. It's always, it's always, you know, sad when one of your band members just dies. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a pretty universal, I mean, it it, really puts a damper on the whole show. It does. It really does. A a couple of stops down the road. There's a place where you can be like, Oh, you can resurrect them or heal the rest of your party or just heal one person back up to maximum. So you just got to like, I guess the you know the show goes on uh, for a bit mm-hmm. and then they're back. So is it the same four? Is, is it the same four people or is it like you get like here's a list of seven guys and you can build your band from there? Um, I believe there's going to be like eight characters total, so okay. like two for each of the different positions. Because uh, mm. it's obviously a four piece band, right? I mean, you you know, obviously, we're not we're not we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're not animals as leaders. We don't just have two guitarists and a drummer. Uh, but yeah, so that's 
you can swap out basically any band member for like the other version um and kind of okay perfect your uh your band however you feel best like your lineup gotcha gotcha and what is this marvel snap so marvel snap is a marvel game ah makes sense what Uh, (gasps) they're getting into card games now and i saw the trailer for marvel snap and the way that the i for some reason the only way that i get into a game now is if i watch like the developers talk about it like a Mm. lot of times i'll just see a trailer and be like yeah okay cool people made a cool trailer what's the game gonna be like you know i mean even when i see gameplay i'm like yeah but there you're just showing off like best case scenario and stuff i don't know it's really hard for me to like latch onto a game but when a trailer has like the people behind it telling you why they're excited about it i'm like you got me. your passion i'm in I, I, I love people who love making games like those are my favorite games <laughs> it is an actual electronic game it's not a it, but it is a card game yeah, so yeah, it is a card game. It is going to be coming out first on mobile, and then I think also for like PC and Steam and stuff in the future. Um, launching it mobile first, I thought was like a weird choice, but um, I signed up for the early access to uh, not necessarily early access for the beta. I'm not even. <laughs> uh, I, I signed up to be a part of the beta, and I got informed today that I was accepted, and so I well, installed it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, but also, oh no, I have things to do. Um, (laughs) Oh no, I'm an adult with responsibilities. This is terrible. Uh, But the best part I think about Marvel Snap is that all of the games take like literally three minutes. A single game takes three minutes to play. Mm. Um, so I I actually talked about this game um, or was talked at I guess about this game the other night uh, when I recorded DLC. And one of the questions that I had was just just how exactly does the game flow work? Because my understanding is that everybody's going at the same time. Is is that correct? Yes and no. That was my concern also. Is this going to be like this weird free-for-all thing? And they really leaned in heavily with that with the trailer. And I think it's kind of disingenuous because that's not really how the game works. Basically, really? both sides are going to be spending their energy on their turn at the same time but you're not going to be seeing what the other person does on their turn until you finish your turn. So in reality, you it's still turn-based. You just take your turns at the same time. Yes, it's simultaneous instead of real-time, I guess. is the Instead of like real-time free-for-all, like somebody can't memorize their, their small deck backwards-forwards and be done playing before you've finished your first move. Right, exactly. Okay. Okay. Good. That's yeah. There is a, exactly what I was afraid of. Yeah, there is a turn structure too. The, it takes place. Okay. There's six turns, and each turn you have an increasing amount of energy, starting at one all the way up to six. Um, and then you can play okay. a card, you know, play card or multiple cards by spending that energy. And all of the cards are like different Marvel heroes or villains. Is this a one-on-one affair? Yes. Yep. Okay. And the goal is to okay, cool. uh, capture two out of three of the locations that are that are available during that during that game each location has its own unique rule which are revealed over the first three turns so like on the very first turn you only know what the leftmost locations ability is you can play cards at any location but you're not going to know what those other locations do until turns two and three um i see so it's just really nice like build up of information as the game progresses and sometimes you're like i'm gonna play in this like rightmost location i don't know what it's gonna do and then it like reveals and it's just like oh everything gets minus two here and you're like well i shouldn't have done that that was on me that was my stupid mistake okay i I have one more question they mention in this trailer that i think it's at any time you can snap and double your rewards what what does that mean uh, so normally in a game, you are fighting over one resource of like the premium resource, which helps you like upgrade your cards and stuff. Um, you, you could okay. win or lose one. If you get to turn six, which is the final turn, and you finish the game, it doubles to two. So you could win or lose two resources by playing the game. The game doesn't let you start doing this until you play, like, ten or so matches, probably. Like, once you understand what's going on, then it's like, all right, now you have the ability to lose stuff. 
Um, at oh. any time during your turn, you can be like, I think I'm definitely going to win this and double and hit and snap and double the, the amount of resources that are on the line. So it doubles it to two. And then at the end of the round, if you get through all six turns and the other person doesn't retreat it, uh, it doubles it to four. So you could gain four resources for winning, which is great. Like, I mean, it's a lot. Oh, so it, it really is just the rewards that you win at the end of the game and like are tied to your account and things. It's not a round by round kind of thing. No. As far as the, the snapping goes. Okay. Okay. That clears that up for me, actually. Thank you. I have not gotten my acceptance yet. <laughs> yeah, I was I, like there was I started playing the game and then all of the questions I had about the game. I'm like, oh, okay. So it didn't do it didn't do it wrong. It did it the right way. Great. I mean, you got me. Okay, awesome. I am I am glad. It sounds like the answers to all my questions, like you said, it's it's what I would prefer. Mm-hmm. And it's not the thing that I was definitely afraid of. <laughs> there, there's a box quote for you. <laughs> it's not the thing I was afraid of. <laughs> I, can see, I can see the Google reviews even as we speak. God, please. Uh, I've, I've been on this weird, I want to play Japanese game kick. I don't know what it is, but I just I, I I well I do know what it is. Is I was looking for a game that um I w- I was looking for a new game to play, and I just kind of randomly picked because I was going through my backlog, and I, I realized that I years ago I had bought uh, Valkyria Chronicles Four, and I'm like I really enjoyed the first one. I don't know why they went right to four. Uh, I found out afterwards that two and three were because <laughs> you didn't P- have a PSP. Because I didn't have a PSP. <laughs> I, I absolutely. That, I, I I I hate that. I, I'm way too much of a completionist <laughs> to be like I hate it when games uh, have across multiple kinds of consoles. Like I. So I don't, you're not I, a you're not a Kingdom Hearts person. Well, you see, the nice thing is, is I I wasn't a big Kingdom Hearts person. I did enjoy it, but when the complete edition came out, and they had versions of it available for PlayStation, it was I could play it. And then of course oh, I I completely that's fair. and then I completely bounced off the the one that was the mobile game, and it was and it was like this is a terrible game, and so I just skipped it. <laughs> so it, it didn't make any difference anyway. But I I mean, but that's that's why I never really got too much into the Legend of Zelda series, because I even though I know all the games are disconnected and all that, I've never I never felt like I was gonna be able to know enough about the to, to feel comfortable with the story. Because I needed to have, you know, I've I've never been a big portable gamer. So if like if it's not on the the home consoles, hmm. if there's versions of it, it's like I'm that's just something I'm never gonna play. And so so the last Zelda game I played was Link to the Past. So it's it's obviously been a while. I so anyway I got to Valkyria Chronicles four, really enjoying it. I'm I'm I don't know how long it is. I'm I think I'm probably about a third of the way through the story. Uh, I forgot how much that game is just like every mission is just a half hour clinch for me where it's just, I'm just so because of the way that it is designed, because it's sort of turn-based sort of real time. Like there mm-hmm. is a reflex element because as you move your characters around uh, it's real time. So if, if you move into firing range from other people, they can take shots at you. So you have to like quickly choose your commands. Otherwise you're just going to get pot shots taken out of you. Um, and it's just, it's, it's not a relaxing game for me. Um, so, so I've kind of set it aside because I was in this mode of like, I want to just kind of turn my brain off. And the best games for those uh, are the Tales series. Uh, because not only do they have huge production values in terms of the story and all of that, but they have possibly the greatest thing in JRPGs, which is auto battle. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we're in a fight. I'm just gonna zone out for ninety seconds while you go stab those guys. Because the the any to anybody that's played JRPGs, like the battles are always are almost always kind of the worst part. It, I, I I hope I'm not speaking from a minority perspective on this one. Uh, it depends very very much on sure the systems at play. Sure, you've pretty much nailed why I don't play JRPGs usually. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. <laughs> And so, like, and and the Tales series in general are uh, they've they've got some good ones. And I actually I don't know if I mentioned, but yeah, I'm doing Tales of Arise, which is the newest one came out last year. Uh, and of of all the games, I think I've played most of the Tales games by now. 
of all the games, it's got the probably the most engaging uh, battle system of, of all of them. Um, I know that it's, you know, I've been online. I know how controversial that statement might be but it's the most accessible for me <laughs> and one thing i really like about them so like all the, or at least most of the tales games have had an auto battle variant of some kind for all of them this one i think they they they, they built the auto battle for me because it's auto battling like it'll move around because it's a 3d battle it's not like a it's not like the old school final fantasies where it's just you know you take your turn you step up you punch and you, you go back in in line red rover style uh, I mean, there, there's positioning you have to do and, and all of this stuff and there's timing elements, but this is the autoplay will actually let you pl- let you kind of interject whenever. So it's like if you want if you want to move over or you want to do a certain kind of attack around this person around this person, you can do that and it doesn't upset the the auto battle. And then as soon as you let go of the controller, it just takes over again. So it, it allows you to. It's like, oh, the auto battler's being really stupid right now, and it's it's having my my punching guy hit the guy that's you know armored against punching. Like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna deal with that, and then go back to you doing your auto battling. So that so that's nice, and I really enjoy the Tales games. I think they're yeah, the Tales games for me are anime that you can play. <laughs> I think that's the point, right? I, I think, yeah, and I don't mean that in any derisive way. It's you know, this, oh right, this, right. The story is is as engaging as any you know, any decent anime. The the production quality is good. The voice acting is always really good. Um, I do I did find um, a few typos in the in the subtitling, which I found amusing, um, but uh, that's just because I'm a super nerd. Um, and, but yeah, so I'm enjoying it right now, but I'm hitting the point where it's like, I know it's almost over and there's so many of these games where it's like, I don't want it to end. Not because I'm really enjoying it, but I mean, in part because I'm really enjoying it because it's like, like the endings are always disappointing or almost always disappointing. (laughs) Like it's never worth the amount of work that you put into it. You know, but so I'm, I'm like, oh, do I finish this? Like for a long time, I didn't finish Final Fantasy VII. I like got to like the final boss and just stopped playing because I knew it was going to be done. And I, for some reason, me stopping on my own terms made more sense to me. I don't, I don't get it myself. But that also <laughs> explains how, why I got into Final Fantasy fourteen because I want, I wanted a game that never ends theoretically. And theoretically. And now, Will, were you playing? I seem to remember you you play this. Oh yes, I love this game. Okay, uh, tell me why. Because because <laughs> I because because I, I I I played I played a few I I think I played about four or five hours, and and I don't know if it is I, I everything I've heard it says it is like one of the best go- ongoing R, you know MMORPGs and all that, and it's like. I, there's so many things that bother me about it and I'm trying to figure out if it's, and what really worried me is, is cause I, I did the inevitable Google search of when does final fantasy 14 get good. <laughs> and almost universally it was like level 50. Like what? Like it's, it, it, it I, I gotta put in, I gotta put in like a full game's worth of gaming before it gets good. And, okay. and and everyone's kind of like, yeah, I mean, after 50, that's when the new stuff started. And, like, the old stuff is very much old school World of Warcraft style. I can see where they're coming from with okay. that. Um, I would argue that... Okay. I would argue that that is probably where things start to get really, really... <clears throat> sorry. Really, really good. Um, the first expansion, Heaven's Word, is one of, I think, the better... Final Fantasy like storylines just kind of encapsulated in and of itself. Okay. Um, the base game though is a bit of an odd duck. It's it shows its age more than any other aspect of the game. There's a lot of weird design kind of experiments and things that they did. They're slowly turning that stuff around now, but it's a very recent thing where they've altered some of the dungeons between. I think 16 and the end of the game where they've removed a lot of the super egregious stuff 
And it can be a difficult game to get started with because you get your abilities and your tools for the different classes very slowly. You are drip-fed those abilities. And especially early on, that does that can lead to some pretty monotonous combat. I, yeah, mm. I mean, and granted, I, I feel like... So I got bamboozled into thinking... <laughs> Into thinking that, uh, oh god, what is it? The Arcanist uh, was okay. a pet, was a pet class. Cause okay. Because because again, talking about tales, I like to not do stuff while I play. <laughs> I like to have <laughs> other people do things for me, and I watch it. And and so I saw the Arcanist, and it's like, oh, he's got a little glowy fox guy, I, and I can send the glowy fox guy to go, you know, hunt mushrooms and kill wolves and things like that. Uh, no, he just hangs out, and it's like, no, you don't yeah, understand. You I'm, tell the, him. I'm the lazy one here. Oh man, and that is that is a thing they cha- they did a huge number of changes to that job um, at the most recent expansion, Endwalker. And Arcanist again, it's it's a really weird class because at thirty, when you move up and get your job, you know the arbitrary step up. Arcanist splits into two. Mm-hmm. where it goes summoner where you stay dps and you're gonna have to keep you know pressing buttons and rolling through different things or scholar where you get you literally get a fairy instead and that fairy will auto heal and do stuff like that for you a little bit mm-hmm. not necessarily enough that you don't have to pay attention anymore see i just want to subcontract but... all the fighting <laughs> Can I scholar do may be the way to go Maybe. scholar may be the way to go it's, it's the closest you're gonna get um one thing I will give them credit for is so when you buy because I just bought the base game I didn't get any of the expansions, uh, and when you buy the base game you get a month free, which you know it makes sense. Yeah, but they do something very smart in that they don't set it to auto renew. So okay. so after my thirty days are up, if I don't want to go, I don't have to do nothing. It just stops. And if I want to start it up in a couple months, I can do that, and it's amazing to me because I've 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 been tricked by these 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 trials and things like that where it's like oh we're going to take all your credit card information and and when you forget to turn it off because I will, <laughs> you're going to end up paying for another month for a game you've you've long since stopped paying you're playing. So I, I applaud them for that. I realize that's that is not the most that's 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 very damning with faint praise. Um, that they let me quit on my own terms. Uh, I may still go back to it because, like, I kind of dig it, but I also like it, it. Does some things in MMOs that I really dislike, where it's like I don't want to see other people waiting by the quest giver. Like it just mm. that takes me out of the story so much, because I know they're asking. You know, it, it, to me, it ruins the fact that I'm not doing. I realize I'm doing fetch jobs. I get that, but I, I kind of wish there were unique fetch jobs. It's like you've already got twenty guys out there killing mushrooms. What do you need me to do this for? You really need twenty one, Mitch. You really, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Ruins the illusion so, that so, you're the hero of the story, right? Yeah, exactly. Is and also, is it wrong that like I just want to gain? Like, thank God I didn't have a decent internet connection uh, when I was younger, uh, when Ultima Online was a real thing, because I would have been like the best shopkeeper ever. And like never, I just, I wanted to sit and do nothing and have people come to me and, and give me money. You know, it's, it's, I, I would do that. I, I, I love non questing classes and, and that, that's so rare. Your end goal is to become an NPC. Is that what you're saying? I absolutely am. I absolutely. It, absolutely. And it's funny because I was actually talking with a friend of mine that I used to play tabletop RPGs with. And we were talking about my character that I played in his game with, and he was absolutely an NPC that was just kind of dragged along. Uh, like he had no real fighting abilities, but he just knew everything. And it was, it was, yeah. It, I really do. I think I think I just want to be an NPC, and and you know, I don't feel like I should be shamed for that, Ian. <laughs> Will, what are you playing? You got some cool stuff looking at too. Yeah, I got I got some cool stuff. Uh, I started playing uh, Little Witch in the Woods, which is an early access thing right now. Yeah, it is, is available on, on Game Pass. It's on my wish list on Steam, so it's like I was like, I want to know if this is good. 
Okay, well, what do you what do you think it's going to be? What are your expectations, Evan? Oh God, uh, I, I feel like it was. It, it's been a little while since I looked at it because I'm okay. very I'm very much a wish list and wait for a sale guy. Mm, um, okay. And then oh, it's like oh yeah, that game looked cool. You know, three years ago. Um, if if I remember right, it, it feel like it's it's very much a much more magical Stardew Valley. Okay, I'm gonna say it as far as I've played. You know, uh-huh. you're not terribly wrong. Okay, uh, it doesn't seem, or at least I haven't found it. If it does, like there's no crop management equivalent here. Okay, that part of it is gone. You are <laughs> a little witch, and you are lost in the woods. You got off a train. The train that you were on to go to a town was stopped because of an obstacle on the tracks. And the little witch gets bored, gets off the train. By the time she comes back, the train is gone. So you're stuck in the woods until the train comes back for you. And so far, it's revolved around gathering ingredients from the world around me. I haven't found any combat in it just yet, so that may or may not exist. And you take it back to the little witch house that you found, the abandoned witch house, because the witches are, I guess there's some sort of organization as far as the game's lore goes. So you've got this abandoned witch house that you're living in. You pick up ingredients, sticks, flowers. Uh, you can take the fluff off little animals. You can kind of extract the essence out of it and make potions and candies and things in your little cauldron and help the people in the little town. And if that sounds like your jam, it's very good. The art is absolutely adorable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and, what drew me to it. Yeah, that stuff is very, very good. I like it for what it is. I think it's going to be more or less exactly what I want it to be. My one gripe at the moment is uh, it's made by a South Korean studio. I looked into it called Sunny Side Up. The text has been translated into English, but it really needs um, to be better localized. It's very coarse and kind of rough in a way that I hope is not final. Everybody's, everybody's a little flat. But yeah, hopefully that's, you know, not a long-term problem, but it just it's the problem I have with it right now. That's fair. I, one thing I, I think with this kind of game and knowing enough about my, you know, enough about the Stardew Valley crowd and, like, the people that really get, get into those games, the, I guarantee if this gets big enough, there will be a fan translation that someone will volunteer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that is 100% going to be a thing if this isn't addressed before it comes out. Mm -hmm. Everything else, it looks... This is a game that I would readily believe is going to be a huge hit with that crowd of people. And I am in that crowd of people. <laughs> but those people. Those people. Those people that I hang out with on the weekends. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to get me by until until the next uh, uh, Bored Ape. Or not Bored Ape. Um, concerned Ape. Um, <laughs> with the, the chocolatier and the haunted the, chocolatier haunted chocolatier yeah I want to play haunted chocolatier I do too I, speaking of spreadsheets you should see my my Stardew Valley spreadsheet at some point it's, <laughs> it's a, a thing to behold I don't I don't put that much work into work <laughs> or I mean why would you this is yeah. for fun <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I had crop rotation schedules it was, it was nuts <laughs> It was so really got to make sure you keep the non-existent nutrients in that non-existent soil Abs where they need to be. Absolutely. Anything to keep the cold, heartless corporation out of town. <laughs> right. Uh, everything else I've been playing with is about cards. I've just, I guess I've been on a card game kick. Uh, as far as old news goes, I've finally dedicated time to Slay the Spire. Uh, it's a game that, you know, I own. I've owned for some time. I've only just kind of now really gotten into it. And I like it quite a bit. Uh, it's a little frustrating. It's a little frustrating <laughs> when uh, you don't get exactly what you need or you've got a real good run going and then you run into, oh, to pull a completely random example, a stone head that's laying on its side that counts down until it starts doing 60 damage a hit. But you're a little robot and it takes you time to get your orbs up so that you can get the DPS that you need and you don't get that kind of time. So then you just die and then you would have to hypothetically start over. It'll be okay. For an example. Just, yeah, randomly. <laughs> just a, you know, For an example, you know, off the top of my head. 
Um, I have I have finished a run with the robot now. That's not a problem anymore. <laughs> I, I had forgotten about the stone heads, so thank you for reminding me of that. I hate that stone head. Like, I don't fight elites on the third map anymore. The third map comes up, I'm like, okay, can I get to the end without an elite? Just just, just fall across the finish line. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I'm always you know, trying to be as much as a dream. pacifist as possible. <laughs> do, can I get anywhere without fighting? Great, let's do it. Yeah. How many question marks are between here and there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying that, but I feel like that's been, eh, you know, people, it's it's a game that's been out for a while. A lot of people know about it. I just have this problem where I like card games, and I can turn that into a more topical discussion by talking about Card Shark. Card Shark, uh, I cannot stress this enough, the demo, the demo and the contents thereof, that's all that we're talking about here, and I have nothing else to say beyond that. Please tell me that this is a remake of the game show from the 80s. Is the game show from the 80s about... uh, Is the game show from the 80s about slowly infiltrating the French aristocracy through cheating at card games? I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it. And there's there's subtext for sure, but I don't think it's in there. Okay, so yeah. we'll call the we'll call this a reboot where the subtext is brought a little more forward. Okay, good. Or it's a little good, more good. literal. Good, good, good. Also uh, bothers me that there's not actual sharks involved. Uh, not that I'm aware of yet. No, um, I you know the French aristocracy just doesn't really have a shark problem. Um, well, not you know, anymore. <laughs> Maybe they maybe they go into that. Maybe, maybe they maybe do. that's going to be a thing they go into outside of the demo. I wouldn't know. I definitely haven't played it beyond that point. You are a young mute man, and one day in your job, your terrible job, you know, helping out around an inn, you are confronted. Well, you are welcome to sit down by the Comte de Saint Germain, and he's he tells you, "Hey, hey, I like you. I like the cut of your jib. You don't talk back." So I'm going to have some guys over here. We're going to play cards, and you're going to help me win. And then he teaches you, well, <laughs> I say teaches you. He tells you that you're going to pour wine, and while you're pouring the wine, you're going to look at their cards, and then you're going to wipe the table in a certain pattern to let him know what they have. And that is the first cheat they teach you. The game that they're playing is never specified. You do not have to know how to play cards. You just have to know how to follow directions. <laughs> and... As you go, you learn more and more ways to cheat at whatever card game this is. I can only speculate. Actually, I can't speculate. I don't know shit about the games people play with playing cards. They don't have any wizards on them, so I just kind of ignore them. (laughs) They're playing war. As a rule. (laughs) Maybe it's war. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) How do you cheat at war? Good, good um, by by peeking at people's hands, I guess. And, That's fair. Hey, and man, then if I, they have the one time I went to Vegas, I saw people playing war for money. So I mean, anything's possible. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's any the, port that in the was, storm, I guess. That was that was the sad table. I'll just say that. <laughs> uh, I bet it is the sad table. That yeah. I'm sad, kind of hearing about it. Yeah. It'd be like, yeah. I, no, that's sadder than like competitive Uno. Yeah. Or was, Go Fish. Like, like, man. It was, to- it was a Tom Waits song to come to life. It was really <laughs> not good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been I've been exploring how to cheat at a non-specific card game and then learning different sorts of ways to wipe the table to let my partner know. Eventually, you do sit at the table, and then it has you do different sorts of cheats with shuffling or how you pick up cards. How so to stack is, the is, deck and... is there like a motion control element? Like you say, because you have to wipe in a certain direction. Is oh, it like, okay. are you tracing um, something or is it like, is it just hit A to wipe circular, 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 <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. So that one specifically, it's like if they have whatever suit they have the most of in the hand, you'll, s- I may get this wrong. You do like clockwise for hearts, counterclockwise for spades, up and down for clubs, left and right for diamonds. And you'll just kind of move the stick to that queue. Okay. And then it slowly kind of builds on that. Um, is it like quick time events or is there like, what is the timing? Like, is there is a timing element? Some of them have spe- very specific timing <coughs> elements. Um, they're not super tight timing windows, but the whole game, once you get past like the tutorial stage, you'll have this meter at the bottom of the screen. And that meter represents how suspicious the guy you're cheating is of you. 
and if you spend too much time on like if you sp if you take a little too long to try to get the deck shuffled the way you want he's gonna get pretty suspicious pretty quickly so like if you take way too long or if you take too long to shuffle the deck or to pick the cards up off the table that meter will fill up and if it gets filled all the way they accuse you of cheating and depending on the context maybe they shoot you with a pistol um you know so as good. one would do in that situation don't, yeah, don't do that uh yeah it's not so there is a timing element to it but it's not like a super tight timing window like you would see when or like you would think about when you hear the phrase qte okay this is going to be a game that hits very hard with a niche group of people mm -hmm. and i am smack dab in the middle of that niche that is a sucker for historical settings <laughs> hand-drawn visuals and card games do you like learn about the french revolution or is there like a storyline or is it more just there kind of is a, a storyline yes okay. um you are working to unravel a a conspiracy called the 12 bottles of milk uh, about a scandal concerning king louis the 15th and you are tracking down leads finding out people who were there at this event and you play them at cards, and at some point they're like, ah, fine, you got all my money, here's this part of the story, and then you move on. Though sometimes you do just play for money, you know, to keep you going, and you can take that back to the camp of uh, wanderers that take you in and kind of help you out, and you can donate the money back to them, and I don't know what that does, because that is outside the scope of the demo. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like it a lot. Okay, and is it where? What do you? What are you playing the demo on? Uh, demo uh, game is PC and Switch, and I believe okay. the demo is available in both spots right now. Okay, that uh, does seem like that does seem June like something second? built. It does seem something built for Switch. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna do nicely there. I think. Nice, nice. Well, I'm kind of tempted to 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 just end it here, just having a nice chat about what we're playing. Um, plus we're almost at an hour. So that, yeah, also, I mean, that also, that also makes it, uh, easy here. Um, I mean, all we were going to do is talk about the steam deck, which two of us don't have. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, have that. And I, uh, I'm very willing to be talked to about a steam deck. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing, the thing I then, threw in, like, I'm not even super concerned about, it. I just needed something and it needed was something let's it talk was this about afternoon. And, yeah. Let's do, let's talk about the steam deck because we are all PC gamers. I think the three of us yep. in, in some fashion, and and the Steam Deck feels like I, I there's a part of me that's like this this looks awesome and part of me is like why does this exist? Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, now, Ian, Ian, you've got one supposedly. Yes, uh, can't confirm which of it is. Which 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 <laughs> which of those two is it? Um, it is. Don't you dare say both. <laughs> Both and also neither. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, good, good. Perfectly cleared up. Thank you. Um, no, I think I think it's great. I think you just have to kind of you just have to do what I did, which the reason I got it was so I could play all of the PC games that I've been missing out on because for some reason I just don't want to spend a lot more of my time sitting at my computer. <laughs> like I mm -hmm. spend my day sitting at my computer or the office computer or whatever it is, right? Like I'm in front of the computer all the time. Uh, so for like leisure, I usually just go and like, I'm much more likely to play something on PlayStation than I am on PC just because it gets me to a different, like I'm in a different place. I'm in a different zone. Uh, it, I have ruined myself and this has become my work zone and I cannot rebrand it enough to where I enjoy playing games sitting here. Um, so what I did is there were quite a few games that I had not played specifically because I knew they were going to absorb a large portion of my life and I couldn't see myself <laughs> spending that much more of my time sitting at this desk. Um, so I needed to break that somehow and I could have gotten like a switch, but then a lot of the games that I wanted to play were like very specifically PC games like, mm. Hades, which I'm, I believe is on the Switch now. It is on the Switch. Now. It wasn't at the time. Um, okay, fair. And also <laughs> Disco Elysium were like the main two. Both of those, I was like two, two of two of my favorite games of yeah, last it's like year. Yeah, like those are so those are those are good those are good, good games. choices. I, yeah. I started them on PC and I stopped like 
before an hour on both of them because I was like, this is going to consume me. <laughs> <laughs> and it, sh- I, I, it needs to consume me somewhere, but this, the, but this, but this seat. Um, so I was like, the Steam Deck seems perfect for me. I can play all of those games that I think. Because I'm not, I'm not running around trying to play, uh, you know, like the the big AAA, uh, like graphics intensive games on the Steam Deck, mm-hmm. which a lot of some people are just like, does it play Doom? And I was like, I, I mean, it does technically play Doom, but why? Why would you? <laughs> it, <laughs> why not? I mean, because you can. You definitely Ian. can. But is it the best experience? No. Is it going to play the shit out of Hades? Yes. It is. It is. I, I would. Ha- I would. I would dare say. I'm willing to step out on a limb and say it would also play the hell out of Doom. It does. It definitely does. But it's sort okay. of like okay, it, it plays it with. I, I think at like 30 frames a second or whatever. In which most people who are playing Doom are like they were just got. They got to have their 60 FPS, their 144 hertz refresh rate. You know what I mean? Like their 12,000 DPI mouse. Like it's not going to be that. How, game how is the how is the mouse that, that like to me that's the big thing, because I mean Steam games and and PC games in general. Like I've been playing more and more with a controller. I've got a Xbox controller hooked up to my PC, and more and more games are are becoming fine with that. But there are games that flat out will not work with a controller, and and I realize that a lot of those games are not going to be good on Steam Deck. But like, wh- how does that? Is it more of just like a like a handheld controller kind of thing, or is there? Do they try to split the difference? It it kind of splits the difference. So you have the two. You have your thumbsticks. You have your normal your your trigger buttons and everything. You have your A B X Y and your uh, your D pad, and then it has these two like touch pad things. Which if you've ever used, if you've ever seen the Steam controller that they came out with years ago, it really feels like kind of an evolution of that. And those are your, like, touch things. And they have this, like, haptic feedback. Like, if you were to play a game on your phone, it kind of responds mm. when you touch mm. and move it. And that's how you kind of get around with those, with those sort of those mouse controls. And a lot of times it'll it'll be like, okay, so your aiming and stuff is going to be with the right stick. But when you're in menus and stuff, it's faster to just use the little touch, the touch pads to get it to move, like, to move the cursor sure. around. Um and one of the best thing, one of the best features, I think, and the thing that I think they really took their time on was like, they have a, they have like, here's a recommended layout for each game that we they have verified or whatever so far, and, but there's also for literally every game you can think of, there are community layouts for the Steam Deck, so you can just download what everyone thinks is the best layout for this specific game, and it'll just just be like cool, and now that's how you play the game. Um, so really it's just sort of like the longer the Steam Deck is out, the more it's going to be like any game you can think of that you can play on the Steam Deck will probably play very well on the Steam Deck. Nice. I I don't know why, but when you're talking about like community layouts and things like that, I remembered, uh, something that is very old school and will probably never be replicated. Um, but if you remember back long time ago, uh, in the Atari days with the Intellivision. So the, the, the controllers for the Intellivision were basically like a, a, a 12 key number pad. Yep. But what they would do, what they would do was, is they would have little plastic inserts for each game and they would just slide into the controller and it would, it would tell you, okay, this is where you hit, you know, if you're playing like bump and jump or something, and it's like, here's how you steer. Here's the buttons you hit to steer left and right, and here's how you jump and all this stuff. And it's like, I, I would love that now, where it's like, if I if something I could like slide into my controller and just be like, this is how you do it, and have it all branded and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I realize it, it, this is an incredibly niche product. It really <laughs> probably only sell to me. But you know what? I'm selfish. What can I say? I mean, it works really well, too, because like, I have started doing emulation things on the Steam Deck. Mm. Uh, specifically, so I could just go back and play the best fighting game of all time, which, as everyone knows, is Def Jam Fight for New York. Um, and I, That was... I, don't, I didn't know what you were going to say. That yeah, was not was, on the short list. Y- that uh, was... Yeah, I... I, I can honestly say I've never played that one. It's literally the best. And uh, I think recently X-Play made a video about it, and it reminded me, like, oh, I miss this game in a way where I do not miss a lot of old games. 
so I found a way, but I found I have like the PlayStation Two version playing on the Steam Deck, and so the button layout it tells me to hit a button that is not the button I'm going to be hitting. So it'd be perfect if that happened, <laughs> if they had that. <laughs> hit X. There's a, there's, a gonna... rem- there's a remake we need to we need to pursue. I think we need to remake that one. Yeah, I mean remaster it's so good. My next topic will be uh, Def Jam Fight for New York for 20 more minutes. <laughs> okay, very good. So, yeah, people, if you just want to skip ahead, that's... Henry Rollins trains you. Uh, what else do you need? What? <laughs> he, okay, that I wasn't expecting. He's your trainer. I figured it would I figured it would be one of the Wu-Tang. No, I mean, they're there. They're just, or, they're or just my, the fighters. Or, uh, but there's enough <laughs> of them, I figure they wouldn't all fight. Because isn't there like 40 different Wu-Tang people? I sound really old and white right now. And I'm just <laughs> acknowledging that for everyone. The roster is is massive in that game. There are so many. Thank characters. you. Okay, okay, fair enough. I guess. So, so you recommend the Steam Deck? No, is this another one where there's like multiple versions of it? Or yeah, the like main, I forget how that works. The main difference between the versions is there's one that's like three ninety nine, and that one has sixty four gigs of space. Like. It's laughable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I feel like if you already have micro SD cards laying around that you know you're going to throw in there. Uh, sure. And it's just sorry just to like compete with like switch prices. I'm assuming. Um, and then there's the medium tier one, which is I think 256 gigs, and that one's I think like 550, 530 or something. It's the one that I got. Mm-hmm. And then the top of the line one has this a different screen, like an upgraded screen for like playing in daylight i don't know uh why go mm. outside why would you want to do that uh, yeah. but you can <laughs> um and that one i think is like 600 and some dollars uh but is it worth it i i like it i'm going to get probably my money's worth out of it over the next five years but probably not before that because my my gaming is i <laughs> i play games for a while and then for a couple months, I just don't play games. Then play games for a while, and then don't play games. So it's going to take me longer to get my money's worth out of it, but I'm definitely going to do so. Oh, nice. Hmm. Nice. Well, I think on that note, we, we should wrap up uh, just because, you know, we got stuff to do, and you got stuff to do listening at home. You don't want to listen to us gab on about Intellivisions and Def Jams. <laughs> so, oh, uh, Ian... You've got uh, so as you mentioned, you are you are a, a tabletop game designer. Um, we talked about Tiny Tina's Bunkers and Badasses, which has been out for a little while, so available anywhere. Uh, yeah, right. uh, NerdvanaGames.com. It's probably the best place to get it. And is there now with a lot of tabletop games, is, there is a digital version of some kind, either like a PDF of the books or things like that, or is is there a digital version for this? Um, we are working on a PDF currently that will be probably out in the next couple of months if everything goes right. We, uh, Because we released the physical version first, we have gathered up any of the feedback and stuff, and we're actually going to put that into the PDF before we release it. So it's going to be kind of like a revised edition with any of like the... Obviously, it's a 300-page rulebook, so there's going to be some errors... So fixing a couple of the errors, clarifying a couple of things where we can, and just making it just a, a the most complete version instead of just releasing the PDF of like what we have now, knowing there's issues. And for people that aren't interested in this, but they want to know more about the tabletop worlds that you're doing, you've got a bunch of other games coming out very soon. I think, is Wonderland's War out now? Uh, Wonderland's War is out now. Yes, it should be available in retail uh, as of, I think, this last month. It is a gorgeous looking game, people. The graphics on it, I mean, granted it exists in real life, so the graphics are really dependent on your eyes. How close or far away you are, yeah. Yeah, how, you know, physical distance, you know, if you've got, you know, I've got astigmatism, so that does affect the graphics a little bit. <gasps> Me too. Um, so, astigmatism club, yay! Um, but, uh, but yeah, all that stuff's going to be available on nerdvanagames.com. Was that correct, dot com? You're not like one of those .org weirdos? Like no, Tegadads.org? It's, it's .com, but Wonderland's War is not actually a Nerdvana game. So that one's uh, Skybound. Oh, it's not? No, that one's Skybound Tabletop. Uh, no. So that was... Well, fine. That was when I was still it's, freelance. That was uh, that was a freelance design oh, before wow. I went full-time. Wow. All right. 
And just just Google Ian Moss. You can find him. <laughs> He's got. Do you, do you have like a social media beyond Nerdvana or uh, Twitter? Chaos underscore Moss. Really need to find that person who got it without the underscore and fight them. Bastard. Fight them to the death. I think. Yeah. The War of the Underscore. There's your there's there's your uh, there's your next game title right there. You can use that one for free. Will at least you, you didn't have to be Chaos Moss 420 or something. Oh, yeah, it's true. I'm still. I, I was actually just thinking about this. I was talking with a friend of mine about uh, like old usernames and things like that. And I'm I'm I lucked out early uh, when I was I was gifted uh, I, I was granted permission to have my own AOL account. And uh, I managed to get uh, Twinkie nine one one, like the what? number was just perfect. <laughs> like that's awesome. And I, I've, I've I peaked early. I peaked at like thirteen. It was really not good. <laughs> Will you mentioned DLC? Uh, yes, I am on the most recent episode of DLC. I think they released that yes yesterday. What day is today? What's time? Yeah. It was pretty now. recent. It's the newest one. As of you listening to this, it was pro. Well, I guess maybe not. I don't know. I was on DLC. Just I talked the, about go video to their games. Website. Go, to, the go to their website. I'm on there somewhere. My name is there. It's fine. You'll find me. <laughs> or what if you want to ask me or harass me on a more personal, individual level, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wondrous Will. Uh, I'm also Wondrous Will on Twitch.tv, where I stream on uh, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Central. And then everything else I do, I do for Megadads.org or YouTube.com slash Megadads. And you definitely aren't reviewing anything you've talked about on this episode. I'm definitely not going to review a game where you win at cards illegally. Gotcha. Okay. Just just making that making that very clear to everyone. There. Yeah. If you want to find Definitely links, to, if you want to find links to all that stuff and more, you can go to the website, which again is megadads.org. Ian and Will, thank you so much for coming on, for putting up with my coughing, because I'm dying. And, That's okay. Uh, Everyone needs someone to hold their hand as they pass on. Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. That got even darker. That wasn't than an I invitation. Thought. That was. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't. You have to edit the show, Evan. You I, can't. I, I, <laughs> I'll just put it in the Dropbox and tell Adam to do it. It's like, you figure this out, I'm dead. Oh, he'll love that. Yeah. (laughs) Megadad's Checkpoint is powered by Pants and part of Megadads.org, which is deeply ashamed of everything said on this podcast. You know, the French aristocracy just doesn't really have a shark problem.